I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town podcast. In episode 74 of the Food About Town podcast, I talked with Will Cleveland of the Democrat and Chronicle about the Rochester Real Beer Week, specifically a bunch about the Rochester Real Beer Week Expo, which was held a couple weeks ago. We did a recap of that event, talked about some of our favorites, and that split off into a discussion about uh, the local beer scene, uh, beer in general, some of Will's favorites around the area, and uh, you know a little bit on the direction of where beer is going right now. So uh, I really enjoyed this one. I'm glad to have Will over doing the recap for the second year running. And just wanted to say thanks uh, at the front of the show to uh, Tap and Mallet, Joe McBain, for running a fantastic event. That expo was really dynamite, and I can't wait to go back next year. Um, I also want to take a second to thank the good people at the SAVER event from Rochester Regional Health Foundations. The event they held this uh, past Tuesday over at the site of the Xerox Rochester International Jazz Fest, which is starting today, uh, if you didn't know, so make sure to stop down, grab some food from the trucks. But the SAVER event that was held this last Tuesday was just a delight. Uh, It was held in the large tent across from the main side of the Jazz Fest, and all the restaurants did a very good job on average. Of course, there's a couple things that could have been better, but many of the places did a great job. Uh, Some awesome highlights. Uh, Vino did a cold asparagus soup. Farmhouse Table had a vinegar pie, which was really well done. Uh, Lento, uh, really nice uh, vegetable crostini. Um... It, it, it was, I mean, really, I was very happy with everything. Those are just a few of the things that came to mind. I mean, Amore was uh, slinging truffles like nobody's business. Um, uh, it, it, it just turned out really nice. And if you didn't get a chance to go this year, make sure you pay attention to Rochester Regional Health Foundation's social media and their website. And make sure to go next year. So uh, thanks again to the people at Saver. And a great job on the event. Sold out. Looks like everybody had a great time. And I can't wait to go again next year. So if you enjoyed this episode, uh, talking to Will Cleveland from the Democrat and Chronicle, uh, reach out to him and talk to him on social media or share it out. Uh, it's uh, at Food About Town on Facebook, at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. I really want to stop Well, Rochester's got crazy rain today, so it must be spring. <laughs> and uh, I think they said flooding, and hopefully the lake's not overlapping Empire Boulevard at this point, Oof. but soon enough. <laughs> oh, 
Nonstop. Poor no, people. Nonstop. So I've got Will Cleveland here from the Democrat and Chronicle. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I am pretty okay. <laughs> a little a little hungover, a little tired, but uh, just don't tell my mom, and otherwise we'll be good. Absolutely. Well, you know, it is it's the Leavings of Beer Week at this point. It is. We uh, we, we survived. I we think. did. And yeah. we're here to do somewhat of a recap and then talk about local and other beer. Beautiful. So I can do those things. I think the place to start off is the you know, the big event in yeah. Rochester Beer Week was the expo, which was uh, gosh darn delightful. It really was. Um, this is the first one I've been where it was outside nice. um, yeah. at the uh, Gregory Street location. It's just a beautiful venue, just lots of space, and the weather was you know a little sticky. But in that, you know, it was it was awesome. Just great variety and tons of people, and you know, you see all these people you haven't seen in forever, and it was, you know, it's just just a just a gay old time. You it know? certainly was, yeah. and you, you really couldn't have asked for much better weather. I mean, look what we had today. We could have gotten poured on, yes. but we got sunny. We got relatively nice, Yep. and seems like a lot of people had a very good time. I just dropped a Flintstones reference, didn't I? I just went gay old time. I, I really appreciate it. I didn't it. mean to do that, but it, it, just, just, came, it just came out of me. Um, all right, no, sorry. No, yeah. Nobody was focus, serving... Focus, well, focus. Yeah, nobody was <laughs> serving Brontosaurus <laughs> ribs, <laughs> although I'm sure McCann's would have if they were available. Uh if there's any question if Kevin McCann can can do that, he he would. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, although he did bring out some pretty, I mean, the food he was serving was pretty delicious. I mean, I just got, I got sidetracked by swans and just, you know, oh. ate, ate my weight in sausages. So. Oh, we, we, so. We, so I'm I'm good. Let's let's talk about that food first. So good food offerings, again. Mm. I mean, we had McCann's out with, uh, they had dry-aged burgers, which, I mean, if you're going to bring out dry-aged burgers for this event... I mean, that was really something. I mean, it just it. The thing I love about the expo is that everyone brings their best. You know, absolutely. Food vendors, uh, breweries. I mean, it's just it's 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 just just a top notch event because everyone's gonna, you know, try to outdo one another basically, and and because of that, everyone else, you know, us, we we benefit absolutely. And I think that's a great point. I mean, I looked at that that list you pulled out, and how many things on there people were almost sprinting to when it opened. <laughs> it wasn't just one place, although uh, well, it was, was Prison it City. Wasn't prison, there was a line for Prison City, even yeah. in the middle of the VIP hour, which was nuts. Yeah, because that got like 30 people long yeah. five minutes after I mean, the VIPs came in. I mean, pretty darn close. And, you know, they had four different beers, and those guys were pouring nonstop until they, they kicked all that beer, which was... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's I, I was I was reading a little bit of the online scuttlebutt around oh, the boy. event, which is which is a bad move in general. I shouldn't be doing that, but I did. That's, um, but it was really... it's. I think it was impressive how much stuff they brought yeah. in the middle of a reboot. Yep. I mean, because they're, they're working on an expansion of their brew facility right now, yep, right? Right, not, right in their basement. Which, uh, by the way, do you have any idea when that is? I, I have no idea. I think some of it's up and running. Um, I mean, part of it is like there's, you know, they install the keg washer. I mean, just, just there's like there's actual fermenters that are devoted just to some of Ben's wild ales, um, other ones that are just for, you know, his, you know, for a constant stream of, you know, the riot beers, you know, the IPAs. So, I mean, it'll just allow them to, you know, be able to sell crawlers again, which is just cool. And also, I mean, a thing when you drive when you take the drive, I mean, not that long a drive to Auburn by no, the way. No, not even. For for anybody who doesn't know and is listening to this Prison City's probably the most lauded local-ish beer in the I last think year. I they're the best brewery in upstate New York. I have no problem saying that. Yeah. And, and they've I mean, I went out once and you know, they didn't have any of the IPAs that day, but everything I had was really good. Yeah. I mean, he, he, they, had a, they had a wheat blonde ale with, uh, it was with raspberries, lime zest, and ginger. Ginger, yeah, yeah. That was 
just delightful because I mean everything was just so beautifully balanced. You know, with a beer like that, you worry that the the ginger's gonna kinda overpower stuff over overpower everything and it didn't. No, and I yeah. think that's that's kind of the hallmark of a lot of the stuff he does is balance, mm-hmm. which I think the more I get into this, it's not the intensity, it's not the crazy stuff, it's balance. I like craftsmanship. You know, that's that's yeah. that's my thing. That's why, you know, I love brews like Suarez and and, and places like that. So no, where, where is that one located? I've heard a lot about Suarez it. Suarez is in Livingston, New York, so down the Hudson Valley. I think it's about 45 minutes south of Albany. Okay. Yeah. Because they've gotten a lot of positive press in the last oh, year as well. Yeah, Dan Suarez makes some incredible beer. I've finally been able to track down some of his mixed fermentation saisons, and his first, he did a cherry wild ale that was just out of this world. And that's, um, I mean, I mean, that's something that's not obviously distributed, really. No, I mean, we, we see kegs here, Um Fairly regularly because because uh, Joe and Zach and the guys over at Tap Mallet have been making trips down there to uh, bring back kegs, which has been awesome. And I think you know. that's that's a great reminder. Let's pause for a second and let's let's thank the fine people at Tap and Mallet. <laughs> I mean Joe McBain for pulling off a, another great beer week, pulling off a great expo. Yeah, Boswell does a nice job with the beer week, and then Joe just does such a great job of curating that list. And um, you know, just he like I said, he challenges everyone to 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 one up themselves, which is just benefits all of the the beer drinking beer nerd public you know? yeah i mean that it's a great point because there was everybody had something interesting absolutely you go from top to bottom you could go to you local know, you could I mean, go to breweries that we haven't seen locally which was awesome you know you see breweries like burial or lic from from uh, new york city or or um you know we've never seen foley brothers pour here um, which by the way that was one really cool yeah. And to see a place that's trying to do distribution of some of the Vermont beers, maybe yep. not the yeah, Vermont, biggest of names. Yeah, but. Vermont Beer Shepherds is, is trying to bring some of the, uh, I think they're trying to work out an agreement they might have. I'm not positive, so I'm not going to comment on that, but yeah, I, yeah. they've worked out an agreement with one of the local distributors to bring some of those beers into the market. Yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, and I, I had I had that, uh, what was the, the Foley Brothers? The uh, Fair Maiden Fair and Maiden. the Grumpy Wench, both of the IPAs. Yeah, well, double and, IPA and IPA, but they were both. The Fair Maiden Top was notch. what I would consider emblematic of the style, and oh, it's a, just a really nice, just a textbook Vermont IPA. Yeah, yeah, and or double IPA rather, but yeah, it's, yeah, it hit every yeah. note that I was expecting. Like, oh, I'd love to get that on distribution. Yeah, you know, especially if you can just buy it in cans at the supermarket or yep. somewhere else, or you go down to AJ's or one of those places, and you get a really good, a really good thing available. Yeah, no, never, never an issue, or never a. Never a downside to having more more variety. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a few highlights. I'm, I don't right. know. If, so yeah, I'm going to go over. Me, why don't you give me your, your top few highlights, and I'll okay. pull some out of my uh, you-know-what. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first one I thought was really interesting. Um, I loved their stuff last year was the Highway Manor guys. Okay. Um, I like those. I like their sours. They're mm-hmm. bracingly sour on the vinegary side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very aggressive. But the one that f- was fascinating was the... Uh, Sour Irish Stout. What yeah, is the, the, the Funky f- Prowler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it yeah. had a full flavor. It's cool to have like like some of those like roasted chocolate notes, but but in a sour. That's why I've always really enjoyed like Brewery Tart of Darkness or, um, you know, uh, Jester King Funk Metal. Yeah. Um, or Black Metal, rather. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a different spin on, on, on a sour, which is fun, you know? Like, yeah. Well, because, I mean, those kind of beers, one, typically they're not super heavy. Nope. And to make it even more refreshing while, while staying dark, I thought was I thought was a great balance. Yeah, it's a fun beer. Um, uh, right next to the uh, Joe Bean Nitro Cold Brew, <laughs> which of course is awesome, um, was the uh, Jack's Abbey Taps. 
And I thought that triple dry hopped Aponius Union nice. was so balanced and light yeah. and big on flavor still. Oh, just 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 an explosive nose on a beer like that. It just just gets all up in your nostrils. I mean, yeah. what, I mean what I mean, they don't make a bad beer to begin with and you know, to to just, you know, crazy up the dry hopping on a beer like that, you're not gonna be disappointed. No, and speaking of the Jack Sabby, I went to their cask event at Joe Bean uh later in the week. And I really enjoyed what they brought there, too. Nice. They had a, a lot of interesting stuff on tap. And as you said, I haven't had anything bad, and the cask was no different. I mean, their, their Pilsner is just their Vienna Lager. All, all of their beers are just so textbook and just so well done. Yeah. And I'm sure we're And I've I heard, I think they were talking about, they've yep. expanded onto the ale side of things with a separate name. Yeah, Springdale, division. which is the name of their father's original business, I believe, is where the Hendlers got that name. Um, and it's in a facility that's like, either, if it's not right next door to where they are in Framingham. It's, it's like, on the same, it's right. on the same plot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's their, their goal was to become like the largest um, barrel facility in, in New England. And then also... You know, instead of doing lagers, they're going to do ales. So they've yeah. been doing like you know New England style IPAs, and they've also been releasing like some cool barrel aged sours. Sounds like yeah, they've really stocked up, and they've got a ton in barrels already. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there'll be some fun blending and some interesting things coming out of there. Love to see some of those stuff, some of that stuff in Distro. I'm not sure if we will, but absolutely I've heard rumblings that we're going to see some of the Springdale cans, which would be which would be awesome. That would be a killer. Yeah. Just to see that come out here. Yeah. Um. So we've got the Jack Sabi stuff. Uh, I think one that you you uh, hit me on to was a couple of the couple of the sours over there was the Upland uh, Cherry oh, Lambic. It was like sour cherry pie filling, man. That is exactly so, what it tasted like. So much fruit in that beer. I mean, that's the first time we've ever seen that keg of that beer in Rochester, so that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, and, it had so much fruit, yeah. and it was still really crisp and dry yep. and light. I mean, Upland is, you know, they've been doing sours for over 10 years, and they just have everything so dialed in, and that was just a treat. I mean, that was when I walked in, that was the first beer I went for just because I wasn't sure how long that keg would last. And I'm just like, all right, I know I'm not going to be disappointed if I start with this because I've had a, you know a fair amount of upland sours, and you know, some of them are on the almost too tart side, but that mm. was just a really nice balanced sour, and I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, well, because there was a few sour guys right next to each other, I think it was Almanac was right next to them. Yep. And I think there was a com- there was a combination effort between the two. Okay, that was really good. Oh, was, are you talking about the cursed kettles? I think that's what it was. That was a that's a collab with Prairie. That was Prairie. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, because there was the three right near each other. Yeah, and they were all fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah there was a lot of a lot of sours, a lot of like hazy IPAs, and then like a lot of big barrel aged stouts or. Yeah, those, those kind of se- seem to be like the three biggest categories that were represented there. But I mean, that's you know what gets gets the nerds most excited. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's really kind of calcified into those three different camps recently. <laughs> kind of seems like it. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It actually is what I like too, so I can't complain. Yeah, I like variety, so yeah, I'll, I'll drink anything. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Anchorage pecan. Which I think... Oh, are you talking about the Omnipolo? I think that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was the barrel-aged pecan mud. Yeah. Yeah. That was just for 12 and a half, 13%, whatever that was. That was just... That was actually one of the ones I was going to bring up as my favorite. That was just a decadent, just well-integrated barrel and just so big and chewy. And I mean, I was shocked how something that big drank so easily. I think that's the one I got the most pours of, and that might have been why I didn't like myself the next day. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that next, by the way, that next morning, I was there till 11 or so before I felt comfortable where I could drive home. I got picked up at 930. That's a good move getting yep. picked up. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. really wish ride sharing was here because I oh, definitely would have been doing that. Been that would have been so freaking easy. Oh, would have yeah. been great. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I got out of there early and it was nice not. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I did enough damage. I was I was there till eleven, and then I I would had to be up before seven o'clock the next Ooh. morning to drive out to Buffalo to help the wife at an art show. <laughs> so I husband of the year. It was it was a long day. Yeah, <laughs> that that Sunday yeah. was a long day in the heat <laughs> and Ooh. with people around. Oh, people were the worst. Oh, get away from me! I don't want to oh, hear any it was of you terrible. people. Yeah, <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> so the uh, what was it? I mean, we talked about Prison City. Yep. Um, I was there. We were sampling all the stuff they had. Yeah, and everything was fantastic. Just wonderful. No complaints. You know, it was awesome. That was right next door to Prison City. Was the uh, Swiftwater? They had a keg of their 2015 barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout, and um, just beer was just again so rich. But I love that beer because it's like eight, eight and a half percent. So it's not one of those ones that just beats you over the head. But it was just so aged, just so gracefully, and. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that one. It's weird when you say Russian Imperial Stout. I hear 8.8, I'm like, oh, that's a light beer <laughs> in comparison to 10s and 12s. Yeah, and, no doubt. I mean, 8.8 yeah. is actually... I think it's actually only 8.0, honestly. Hmm. But but still, you know, I mean, you know, you look at BGCB guidelines, it's still an Imperial Stout. So, Absolutely. So, well, that, that's actually yeah. kind of nice in a lot of ways. I enjoyed it. Um, let's see. You got any other favorites over there before I dive in? I think, what was it? Uh, a couple other, the double IPAs uh, was... Uh, out of the two Grimms, I thought Cloud Busting, which I'd had before, but okay. I really enjoyed it okay. um, as a even a little lighter option than the mm-hmm. Tesseract. Tesseract had so much going on. Yeah, for sure. Although it's tasty, I thought the yeah. Cloud Busting was the better of the two. I didn't uh, go for either of those just because I They've been around. had them. And, well, yeah, you're kind of spoiled and almost grimmed out, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, one I had, I didn't have there, but I had at uh, ABV in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen Burger Venture, Best. that's... Tater tots in world history. Oh, place was I, I'd oh, never been before, gosh. and they had their um, combination um, mushroom blend burger that mm. they're doing. It's a sort of a James Beard Awards James Beard thing, okay. where they're blending mushrooms into burger patties uh, to cut down on yeah. beef consumption, and also yeah. make things delicious. Yeah, theirs was awesome, but I had the single cut Jenny said double IPA oh, there, nice. and that one, I mean. For something that's completely available, yeah, is really nice. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by that, and something of, I'd be a lot of single cut love locally. I'd be happy to drink that anytime for sure. Um, I think that's that's my list All from right. what I remembered. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna totally wing this right now. Awesome. So I really enjoyed Common Roots. They brought a keg of their Double Dry Hop Daylight, which is their all citra double IPA. And I know that um, I think it might have been Jay Ellsworth, but. Uh, like went to went to Glens Falls and actually picked up that keg like a few days before the event. Oh, Glens Falls! Yeah, they're very in, cool. They're in South Glens Falls. Oh, nice. I mean, I yeah. love going up to the Adirondacks and yep. having another place um, to stop. Common Roots does some really cool stuff. They're one of the very few breweries in New York State that has a cool ship. You know, for um, you know, like traditional uh, Belgian type wild ale p- production. You know, it's basically a, a shallow open pond. Not like a pond, but it's like a, a, a shallow, like not covered vessel that basically, you know, it might be, I don't know, six inches deep, yeah. maybe depending. And it's how 
spontaneous a lot of spontaneous beers are made. Gotcha. Um, and there's very few breweries in New York State that have a cool ship. Um, I know Peekskill has one. I know LIC has one down down the city. Um, there might be some an upstate. I'm not <laughs> sure. But either way, it's it's it was they do some really cool uh, fruited wild ales. Yeah. And um, yeah, so their double dry hop daylight uh, all such a double IPA. I just thought was just was just banging. I really nice. really enjoyed that. Um, it was really cool to see breweries like LIC, like I said, pour here for the first time, and they were pouring like a really nice um, grisette, you know, basically like a almost like a table saison. Um, that was that was delightful. And they also had a, another double dry hopped IPA called End to End that I really okay. enjoyed. Um, I mean, all of all the Firestone Walker barrel aged stuff they were pouring was was awesome, and that went pretty fast too. Oh gosh, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Seemed like a lot of demand um, for them. We got the first keg of Trogue's Nimble Giant. You know, they're nine point whatever percent. I think it's a is the Citra Mosaic double IPA. Either way, it's just a big juicy IPA double IPA, and that was just awesome. Nice. Um, I mean, there was just there was like the Embark had their new strawberry rhubarb cider, and I really enjoyed that. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, that was a nice summer treat. Um, and what I love about those guys is that's all made with fruit that they grew, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the cider, the cider thing in uh, the area has even expanded more in the last year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think the offerings have gotten a little more interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, you see some, some weird barrel aging and you know different yeast experimentation from you know Cider Creek and um, I know Rootstock's been doing some more of that stuff. I know they just released a Belgian cider that I haven't yet tried, but mm. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's delightful. Um, so yeah, I really like that embark strawberry rhubarb. Uh, I mean, there was just there was just so much variety, and I really enjoyed myself too much. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we what we we were talking about the food. Um, yeah, Swans was killing it with yep. their sausages. Yeah, you can't. That's, it was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Swans at a beer fest, you can't go wrong. No, and then if you you know really needed it, I mean, poutine was there, which is <laughs> always uh-huh. always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that was. One, there was a great event. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, I didn't end up getting out to it, but uh, yesterday, uh, we're recording this on uh, Sunday. This is coming out uh, this upcoming Friday. Uh, yesterday, there was a New England-style beer event at Tap and Mallet. Yeah, so Tap and Mallet, um, they did a blind IPA challenge where Joe invited all of the local breweries. I think he sent he said he sent out more than 20 invitations, I believe. And I think he got 13 breweries to enter. So, you know, which is uh, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So, you know, we saw some breweries pouring Rochester we haven't seen before, like, you know, like Noble Shepherd out in Bristol, I don't Mm. think has ever been on draft in Rochester. And then Lake Drum down in Geneva. Really cool place. Yeah, very cool place. A lot Um, of odd fermentation there. For sure. And I, but actually, up until yesterday, I wasn't even aware that they were doing stuff besides ciders and sours. So that was pretty cool to see them come up with an IPA. Um, You know, and then they had like, you know, some of the Rochester stalwarts, like, you know, like Three Heads and Stoneyard and Swiftwater and Rock and Lost Burrow and all those guys and Knucklehead. Yeah. So Nedlow was there too, which was cool. Nice. Um, that beer was freaking delightful. I was that's re- great. Really, really, really pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Nedlow probably the prettiest beer. Oh, it's gorgeous. Beer building in the area. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I I I might argue that that one's the prettiest or maybe bottomless. Um, okay. On on the north end of Seneca Lake there. Oh nice. I'll but, have to um, stop in. There. Oh, it's built in this 1950s dairy barn. It's like a beer cathedral with these oh. incredibly high ceilings. I wrote about them 
would have been about last July, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That's cool because so. I mean it's another place to stop out oh, on Seneca. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get back to Lucky Hair very very soon because I've really enjoyed what I've had from them and I'm, I plan to write about them very very soon because I nice. know they just had their first anniversary and they're in Hector, I believe. Okay. Well, that um, actually kind of yeah. brings up talking about the local stuff in the last year. Yeah. I think the interesting thing that's been happening is breweries everywhere. So, I try to keep on top of everything as best as I can. So yeah. like two weeks ago or so, I ma- I just off the top of my head made a list of all of the places that either are in planning, um, in construction, or soon to open just to kind of give myself a, just to kind of outline it for myself just so I could keep track of everything. And I came up with a list of, of 12 places. <laughs> and that didn't even include Young Lion, which is the massive Canadagua brewery that's opening at the end of this month. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, mean, let's let's yeah. talk about that one first because yeah. that is, that's the biggest opening we've had in a while yeah i mean it's it's the outside of outside of the three heads over in neighborhood of the arts it's the largest craft brewery we've had open in this area you know with with a 35 barrel system and 90 90 barrel fermenters and there's at least five or six fermenters in there and just i mean i would i would this is just me purely speculating but i would guess that just in their brew house alone they probably invested at least two million dollars yeah um so i mean this is their opening with the ability to distribute. Yes. They're, I mean, uh, not they're, only like... They're already signed with Remarkable Liquids. They're yeah. going to be... Um, they sent out their first pallet of kegs this week of, yeah. of their of their IPA batch one. So give you a little background on Young Lion. Yeah. They, um, it's opening in Pinnacle North, which is the brand new mixed-use uh, development at the north end of Canandaigua Lake, right across from Kershaw Park, right on Lakeshore Drive. Um, that's a $120 million project right there. Huge, um, yeah. beautiful brand new yeah. construction. So it's, you know, what, so that's a um, development that was that was constructed by both LaChase and, and Morgan. And so some of the Morgans, three of the Morgans actually, um, it's Todd, Kevin, and Robin um, are three of the five owners of Young Lion, with the other two owners being Alicia Wolk, who is the husband of Tyler Wolk, who is um, Joshua Miles' partner in, um, you know, the Broncos. And, so it's, and, yeah, it's and got the some rivalry. relation. Yeah, so, and Alicia's got deep, deep connections, and, you know, she's been in, been in restaurant business for over 20 years, and, um, yeah, she's, she's awesome, and she's responsible for all the branding and all of like the tap room design and once i think you people get down there yeah you people once <laughs> you once people. once yeah you people um <laughs> once people get down there i think they're really gonna really enjoy this place i mean the tap room is only like a thousand square feet so it's not big yeah but it's really comfortable and then um so the final corner is this uh this awesome woman named jen newman who is also acting as ceo for the project okay and she's got a a very illustrious business background um, with consulting and just a whole resume that you'd be like, oh, wow, you've done more in your life than I'll ever do. You know, that kind of, that, <laughs> that kind of person. Yeah, so I mean, um, it's a full-form team yeah, right off it's, the bat. It's, it's amazing. Like, So I, I wrote my article that I'm going to publish at some point this week, probably publish it Tuesday. So it'll already be out when this podcast is out. Perfect. Um, and it'll be on print on Friday. So um, I wrote that this team is kind of like this dream team of business, you know, because they have just – just nearly unlimited resources, you know, connections. They know everyone, and really, the only thing they didn't know going into this was was brewing. So they put out this nationwide call for a brewer, and um, Jen said they interviewed people from uh, Allagash, Sierra Nevada, uh, Dogfish Heads. There was a few other big breweries. So where I mean, they, you're, at, you, they were trying to pull from like name yes, big places. Yeah, they were trying to name from pull from big places. So the gentleman they ended up hiring is this uh, guy with named Phil Platts who's 
I think you guys are going to be excited about some of his beers, but he's got a over a decade of beer experience. He spent nine years at uh, the old Miller plant down in Eden, North Carolina that closed, I think would have been last year, I think. Um, but he worked for a, a number of years in quality assurance, you know, doing like lab stuff, um, yeast propagation, stuff like that. And then he was a shift, a brewing shift supervisor. So, and he was worked on a lot of the like Miller crafty brands more or less, you know, so basically, uh, uh, Blue Moon and you know stuff like that, and then their assistant brewer is this gentleman named Bill Miller who is from Binghamton, but just finished up his German apprenticeship um, to gain his na- uh, master brewer certification from Siebel Institute, which is in Chicago, which is one of the besides UC Davis, you know, is pretty much the the brewing program. Okay, so I mean they they it was cool to see them pull talent from outside of this market, but also pull guys who have big beer experience, which is going to be helpful when you're brewing on a system of that scale. Well, and also, I mean, you, when, when you say, Hey, they pulled somebody from Miller QA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound exciting, but yeah. what's interesting from that is it's coming from a technical side of things. Yes. And, and the guy also spent, uh, Phil also spent a number of years working at this 30 barrel brew pub down in Birmingham, Alabama called trim tab which has a, a really good reputation and has meddled at some, some prestigious competitions. So guy's got some chops and he's going to do some fun sours. So when they open, they're going to have, you know, like an IPA, a uh, new England IPA, a double IPA, um, a foreign extra stout. So a tropical stout is a calling it, but he brewed it with molasses, which, which I'm excited to try. Interesting. And when I was down there last week, they were brewing a, uh, like a citrus goza. Nice. So he was doing, um, with all, f- three different types of zest basically and and, and mm. goes and he said he cut back on the sea salt a little bit but you know still has the sea salt and the coriander so that um, sounds awesome yeah right and they're gonna do some fun stuff with barrel aging and some sours and um yeah i'm really excited to see what those guys are going to become so what's what's interesting for for Roch, the roster areas this place is completely different than anything we've seen locally besides three heads you know it's, yeah you know it's, it, it's kind of like a almost you know, it's in the shadow, basically, of the New York State Wine and Culinary Center. So it's kind of like a gateway brewery to the Finger Lakes, which is kind of cool. Just a beautiful location. And I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited to share their story. Makes that area, yeah. it makes that area even better. It makes it more just, more walkable in a great way. I where just you... think it's fascinating that, you know, Canagua, which has just under 11,000 residents, has five breweries now. Yeah. And Rochester has seven. <sighs> I mean, how crazy is that? And it's all concentrated in that one area. I mean, you've got yeah. really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, Three Huskies is right there. So is and they're they're working so, on expanding too, right? Um, I've heard rumblings. Yeah, because I mean, um, that's that's a cool thing. I um, loved what they were doing. Yeah, they do some fun stuff. They do some really nice hoppy beers and um, Twisted Rail is right there at the other end of Kershaw Park. Mm-hmm. And then you have Naked Dove, and then um, you know, right in the city, you have uh, Twisted not Twisted Rail. You have uh, Peacemaker and okay. the old Twisted Rail facility. It's um, it's really something. It, yeah, and then I wrote this week that uh, Twisted Rail is gonna. They've been doing most of their beer contract brewing it through CBs, but they're gonna. They got a pretty sizable uh, state grant. Awesome. To, um, they're gonna redo this old Geneva Theater and make that into a restaurant and then their their main brewery production space. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because Geneva itself is getting more and more right yep. now too. Yeah, the governor's announced, you know, the ten million dollars in the uh downtown revitalization initiative, um, the twelve project that are gonna be funded through that. And one of them was Twisted Rail. So Nice. One yeah. I also know in uh Geneva, um 
I'm going to talk about him all the time, but it's hard not to when he's doing all these things. Uh, Christopher Bates and his <laughs> new fermentation project. Yeah, I was excited to write about that. I mean, how could you not be when he's... Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be interesting at the very least. I can't wait to try some of those bottles. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really cool. I mean, when he's yeah. doing he's doing wine, he's doing restaurants, he's doing all this cool yeah. stuff. Fried chicken? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but that's... like Something like that, I'm like, oh, I know it's going to be interesting. Maybe not everybody's going to like it, but if you want to try something cool, I'm sure it's going to be cool. Yep. I mean, it's you know he's doing it in the basement of the... Uh, of the FLX table there. Yeah. So, or, or might not be in the basement, but like in the adjacent building or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, just on London Street there. So that'll be really cool. Oh, so we were talking about Geneva. Yeah. Uh, the other the other big news, I mean, it got really, it got a lot of press more than I really thought it would, was the Genesee tanks going down the canal. If I'd never have to write about those tanks ever again, I would what? just be so thankful and excited about life. It exploded in yeah, so I many mean, different ways. I mean, ways. I knew there was going to be some interest. Um you know, because we, I just, I put up a quick story at like midnight, and then put it on our Facebook page, the DNC Facebook page, and and I, I go in the next morning, and it was like one of my most read stories for May, just <laughs> just just an announcement saying, hey, they're gonna, we don't even have a tentative schedule yet, but hey, these these you know these two thousand barrel tanks, twelve of them are gonna be traveling by barge to, by barge up the Erie Canal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it, it hit on so many things. All at one time. Yeah. One 10,000 barrel tanks. Yeah. I mean, that's... Twelve, no, it's 12 2,000 barrel tanks. 12 2,000. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about yeah. that. In, we're which talking is, about Which hey, is 35. hilarious when, when those tanks were, you know, they're a fifth of the size of the tanks they took down. So the, 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 the jacketed tanks that they had up there, you know, like they had those iconic tanks with like the, the faux Jenny labels on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were 9,000 barrel tanks. Huh. Yeah. So these these ones are smaller, you know, to make them a more a, a nimbler brewery, which is going to be really cool. But yeah, I mean that was that's you know that's two million dollars worth of tanks right there. But I love that. I mean, I love two thousand barrel tanks makes you more nimble, and we're it does you know it, yeah. and it's it yeah. absolutely does. Yeah. But it's it's remembering how big they are in scale. We're talking about hey, Young Lion's huge that's at thirty five. Yeah, I mean, so Young Lion could um, they could if if they brewed a capacity. They could produce eleven thousand barrels in their first year. Right. So, so Jenny could fill up, you know, six of those six of those two thousand barrel tanks, and exceed their exceed Young Lions' output in you know three weeks or or you know whatever. Right. Right. Um, or a month. So it's just I mean just to give you an idea of scale. You know I mean Jenny's you know was the sixth largest brewery in the in the country. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's weird because I mean, breweries, but yeah. it's weird. They're local. We think of them sometimes as local. We forget how big they are. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not they're they're smaller than people think, though. Too, they're yeah. they're regional. They're not national, if that makes any sense. You know, they're they're a northeast, you know, east coast kind of brand. Yeah, and this in I the mean, same in the same way that um, oh why why am I forgetting the Pittsburgh place? Um, what Yingling? Yeah, Yingling. Yeah, Yingling's regional but pretty big at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean this this hit on people got fascinated about be, it being on the canal. Yeah, um, I mean just the opportunity to go, like you know they had the hashtag hashtag toast the tanks, and, you know, and I I saw videos of people out there, you know, pictures of people out there like literally you know popping open a can of of of, uh, of of Jenny you know of Jenny beer there and 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 you know slugging it down while the tanks are floating <laughs> by. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely captured you know, thousands people. of people watched it, which was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't see much on the canal, and well, no. there's nothing people care about going down the canal. Not usually, yeah. And it it made an excuse to go do something interesting. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was uh, like I said, tons of interest. I mean, just just people bombarded me daily, like, when's this going to be here? When's this going to be here? When's this going to be here? And you know, trying to stay on top of sharing. What? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then, of course, it got political. It did, and that was fun. You know, when they're talking about sourcing and they're talking about where the tanks are coming from. And yeah, I wrote a big story about that. So yeah. there was a, well, let's say this nicely. There's a certain central New York reporter who um, wrote kind of a, a one-sided story from the perspective of this tank manufacturer in Little Falls, but they're based in Syracuse, called Feldmeyer. And Feldmeyer um, produces very, very high-quality stainless steel tanks, and Jenny's used them. Um, they gave me a list. They've used them. In the last 10 years, I think they've purchased 13 or 14 tanks from them. So it turned into this stink where, um, you know, it turned into this stink where people were upset that the tanks were purchased in uh, China, um, you know, purchased from this Chinese manufacturer called Lehu that's just one of the premier tank manufacturers in the world. Is you know, has done tanks for Heineken and Carlsberg and ABI and, you know, everyone. Um, and, you know, it just turned into a, a stink because Feldmeyer was saying, you know, why are you using state money to buy these tanks, which which was completely erroneous. Um, you know, they didn't use any... They haven't. Jenny hasn't seen a dime of state money at this point. Um, they're in the middle of their $40 million f- stage one, which is completely privately funded. Um, they don't see any of the state money until they meet certain um, hiring, uh, hiring plateaus and then certain outputs for how much money they need to spend. Because a big part, uh, of, big part of their expansion was hiring within the community where they're located. Exactly, yeah. Which, that's where the real benefit to... Yeah, that's where the 128, 128 jobs, including 64 that um, qualify through the Monroe Anti-Poverty Initiative. Right. So hiring 64 people in poverty, basically. Yeah. Out of poverty or, you know... Uh, um, that's the easy. That's the easiest measurable thing that they're doing in yeah. that area. Other yeah. than obviously they're building something. Yes, they're building. Uh, you know, an eighteen thousand square foot building right now for uh, their cold block. You know, right. Marvelous. So yeah, that turned into a whole stink, and I wrote a pretty large piece for the DNC about um, kind of dispelling some of the myths of and the mis mis facts about uh, where where this money was came from and you know how the bid process worked and how you know Feldmeyer actually never bid on this portion of the project even though they were asked twice right. to do so so um yeah i mean it turned political you know i'm sure but that, that, I'm, I'm i mean i would have loved to have seen them spend the money locally i mean who who doesn't but absolutely um you know they the way they broke it down to me they're working with vendors from five different com- countries you know they're i think it was the US Belgium Germany China and was it Great Britain? I can't remember the, but it was, it's it's truly a worldwide project. All the vendors they're pulling from, but it, they did say that ninety nine point nine percent of the installation work is going to be done by local. Right. I mean, it's people, it's so. yeah. It's it it just reminds me of way too many other conversations going on right now. And obviously, we're not going to get into. No, we're not getting. We're not getting into any of that stuff. I don't write about politics. I write about no. beer and crime. No, and that, and that's the thing. It's we could easily get into that. It just reminds me of way too many conversations are going on right now. Yeah. And 
let's just remember people facts are important yeah i you know i i try to present full stories before i make determinations or before i present yeah things to the public so facts are nice yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan of facts personally yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah of the of the other local stuff i think what was it um both you and i really liked uh, iron tug yeah i've been really digging on them um they've they've been I think some of their beers might be a bit under attenuated, you know, in terms of um, almost not fully fermented. So they're mm. kind of on the sweeter end of the spectrum, um, maybe a little yeasty. But I've been really impressed with with what uh, what Keith Keith Owens there, um, who's the owner brewer, what he's been doing, um, just making some really great juicy, hazy, you know, low bitterness, you know. Tropical out the yin yang. I don't even know what that means. You know, just crazy <laughs> tropical IPAs, and um, it's of the it's of the time yeah. when we grew up. I mean, that was such a saying when yeah, when I was in high school. Or wolf. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Iron Tug. I'm 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 really impressed with those guys. And it, what's crazy is that they're not even a year old. You know, they opened last August. So wow. They've, they've only been open. You know, ten almost eleven months now. Yeah, I mean, they're and, really trying. They're trying a lot of different yeah, stuff. Um, and and the pizza. I really liked it. The pizzas they have there. I was uh, impressed. Yeah. I was talking to, I think it uh, was his mom, yes. who's doing a lot of the food. Yeah. They're making mozzarella in-house. Yeah. How cool is that? For a, for a little brewery. Yeah. And they're making mozzarella I mean, in-house. You know, it's a 1,500-square-foot brewery or whatever it is, and, you know, brewing on a two-and-a-half-barrel system, and they're making these just crazy gourmet pizzas, and yeah. they were freaking awesome. I, I've been mowing down on the, the margarita pizzas there with, oh. with the homemade mozzarella. Oh, yeah. And so I do, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know they've really been chugging along so far. Boom. Oof. Yeah. Oof. You, you went there. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna let just gonna let it sit there for a yeah, second. Yeah. Just let it marinate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, that one and Stoneyard. I mean, we talked about and everybody talks about Stoneyard. Yes, they do. And Stoneyard is working on an expansion as well. Yeah, I don't really have an update there. So, yeah. I mean, they've they've been in the process of working on opening a, a thirty barrel brew house brewery um, with a canning line in. Uh, in Brockport, right on Clinton Street, um, right within walking, within like a quarter mile of the breakfast company. Right. Um, same street there, so like right on the canal. Um, and I, I'm super excited for that to, uh, to to finish up. Just, you know, it'll be great to, you know, grab four packs of, you know, every man pale ale. And, um, you know, it's really just something I think everybody's waiting for it to be everything, every some of their stuff to be available more regularly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you'll get more of the IPAs and more of the other stuff because yeah. they'll have the capability. Yep, excellent. Yeah. Um, It'll be nice that they'll have like a, a readily available flagship. And um, yeah, I mean, anytime you get more Stoneyard beer in your life, you're, 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 you're in good hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that brings us to new distribution in Rochester. Yeah. Because in the last few months, we've seen a couple interesting places come in distribution-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Buffalo, you had the uh, yeah, Big Ditch come Big in. Ditch. Yeah. Which one, I... Love I, those guys. Yeah, their event they held here was really nice. Yeah, I saw your, your post there. It looked delightful. I'm, I'm disappointed I couldn't leave work to go yeah. check it out. Because, first of all, I love those guys. And um, they just make some really, really, really good beers and... Um, anytime you get a chance, I recommend going to their their brewery right in downtown Buffalo. It is they have, beautiful. It's well, it's gorgeous, but they have really good food. Yeah, um, their French fries. Um, they have a garlic aioli mayo that they that comes with the fries, and they're I I'm you know I'm a fat guy and I, I like my French fries and uh, and their French fries are 
freaking delightful. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, um, I, I tried to go in there once, and it was so busy. Oh, yeah, I'm I sure. think it was a Sabres night. Yep, that would explain it. That I mean, place was swamped. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fun place. Um, I like going there on Sunday afternoons if it's not... Especially if it's not like a, a Buffalo Bill Sunday, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little a little quieter. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. Else? So they they just came into market um, through uh, I think Lakes distributing them, but anyways, um, they're they've sent their fl- three flagships here so far, which has been great. Um, their Hayburner IPA is one of one of my favorite readily available Western New York IPAs. You know, it's a little more bitter, but still super super citrusy and. You know, if you, and it's now in, in six packs of cans, which is awesome. And they date everything, and you know, so you're always going to get fresh product from them, which is nice. good. And then their their golden ale is nice, and then their rye brown ale is also also nice. So and widely available. I mean, you can get it at Wegmans, you can get yep. it at AJ's, you can get it at Beers of the World. Exactly. It's, it's around. Yep, exactly. Which is nice. Um, yeah. the other one because I I mean we're going to talk about Toronto for a minute because I've, you've been uh I would I would call borderline obsessed with the Toronto are, scene. Are you are you gonna are you gonna like blow up my secret here I've, I've 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 gotten to the point where it's like i know i need to write about this place but i don't want to write about it because it's almost like i don't want to give up my secret even though i post all over my social media and anyone who follows me you know on instagram or it's hard or to Facebook miss or, yeah there's, I mean, there's there's a love affair and first but, first we're gonna talk about the one that's available here cool because that's um that's actually out of what was that uh hamilton. Is that hamilton yep um which for those that don't know hamilton's between buffalo and toronto yeah so like 45 minutes Away from Toronto, really um, easy to get to. Super easy, and that's Collective Arts. Yeah, what a what a cool cool ethos those guys have. Um, like just rotating artwork, and uh, I think they it changes quarterly. So like they'll release a beer, and they'll have like three different looks, and it's it's all based on whatever art was submitted to them. They do out of like a global. They call it a global call to call for art, and they get submissions. And like I was randomly when I was writing about them, I think they started distro here in late April. Um, when I wrote about them, I was kind of flipping through their gallery on, online, and I clicked on this one that was this one piece of art called Mr. Jackalope, which I thought was really cool looking. And it was this guy named Alan Douglas, who was from Webster. Oh, so that's it, was, great. it was like really cool. The it was like oh cool. So I reached out to him through through Facebook or whatever, and got to interview him, you know, real quick for for the story. But it just shows you that you know they're they're using artwork from all over. With for it's it's interesting too because you think about you know your brand is you try to have it like be this readily identifiable something you know like something that people can look for something that people will recognize super consistent and, and exactly and collective arts isn't that. You know, it's it's rotating, which is which is almost you know against everything you're probably taught to do. I mean, I grant I don't know anything about advertising, but I would imagine that's not something that they would recommend a brand do. But it's something they become known for, and you know, I guess they pay pretty nice stipends to the artist, and uh, yeah, so it's it's a cool cool thing for all of them. And the best part is they make really good beer. Yeah, what that's um, isn't that always a great bonus? Yeah, when it's a great story. And the product's really good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't write about it if it was crappy. Yeah, because there's enough bad beer locally that I can just ignore it. Of course. Um, but yeah, Collective Arts makes really nice beer. Um, their their dry hop sour is awesome. Their um, Prophets of Nomads, the Goza they make is nice. Uh, Ransack the Universe, what they call a Hemisphere IPA, because I think it uses both uh, Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere hops. I think it's Mosaic and is it Galaxy? I think it's Mosaic and Galaxy. Nice. So you know Pacific Northwest and, and Australia, um, it's a really nice IPA. And I don't know if we've seen this one yet, but their uh, Stranger Than Fiction, um, their Porter, is my favorite beer they do. I 
kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald, but with the kind of a kind of a creamier body. And nice. Um, I, I'm not sure if you've seen that one locally yet, but it's one of their flagships. And yeah, I'm just a fan of what those guys do. And yeah, and it's it's, it's nice. on it's on the road to um, place you've been talking about a lot, which I think it's it's Bellwoods, correct? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, somewhere we don't we don't have distribution of that. No, here. they don't they don't distribute out of their own brewery. Right. So Bellwoods is my favorite brewery. If you follow me on Twitter or you know, I'm at Will Cleveland thirteen by the way. Um if you follow me on any of my social media accounts, um I go there probably once a month and I spend obscene amount of money and bring back more beer than than it's probably legal to bring back. <laughs> and uh yeah, I just Bellwoods, yeah, they're my favorite brewery. They have a, a location, a brew pub location right in the center of, of Toronto on Ossington Street. Okay. Um that's uh it's 122 or 124 Ossington. It's weird that I know the address. Don't yeah, ask why. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it's 122 and 124 because it's two adjoining buildings. Of course but they have is. a They have a seven-barrel system there. And what I love about Bellwoods is that they just nail every style. Um, they do, you know, fruited wild ales. They do dry-up sours. They do big, chewy imperial stouts. They do... You know, my favorite beer they do is this beer called Jutsu, which is a citric, 5.2% Citric Galaxy American Pale Ale. And it's just the perfect everyday drinking beer. Yeah. Um, you know, low bitterness. And, you know, I love them because they do some of the New England stuff better than some of the New England breweries do. And, you know, that's their beers aren't super expensive. And um, all of the people I've met through that brewery that work there have been just fantastic. And they just opened a 30-barrel space um, on the other side of Toronto. Like oh, wow. 20 minutes away. And so... Um, their beers are only available at their two bottle shops. Like they might send kegs out to certain bars, but um, you can. But walk. hell, even if they get thirty, Toronto is such a big city. Toronto, like, so I try to like every time I go up to Bellwoods, I try to hit up another Toronto brewery. Like, so I have a list on my phone that one of my local friends up there gave me. Yeah. Um, so I try to check out, I'll go to Bellwoods and I'll try to check out, like, you know, last time I went to this place called Blood Brothers. That was awesome. Um, that's a great name, yeah, too. Yeah, it's two brothers, obviously. Of course. Um, and then there's another brewery called Burdock that's awesome that does some mixed fermentation, uh, wild ales and saisons and stuff like that. Uh, Folly Brew Pub makes some awesome stuff. You know, there's Indie Ale House, there's Halo. I mean, it's just... You know, and then there's Canadian Great Lakes, which is older than, than Cleveland Great Lakes Brewery, uh, and they do awesome stuff. And I just love Toronto; it's just one of my favorite cities. And I mean, anytime, anytime I can spend up there is great. And I just love going to Bellwoods. Well, I think the other thing, I mean, anytime I get a chance to say it, I think it's important to say Toronto is three hours away. Yeah, Toronto's it's, three hours away. It's so easy for a day trip. And um, it's it's closer. I mean, granted, than I've, I've done weekends there, but I do the day trip thing all the time. Like I'll leave at like noon. I'll get to Bellwoods by like three or four. You know, have a late lunch, early dinner there. Um, load up on beer, head out to another place, and I'm home by like midnight. Yeah, you know, it's it's closer than Pittsburgh. It it's is. closer than Cleveland. It's yeah. closer than Boston and New York yeah. easily. Uh-huh. And it is a major international city. And we it's just need, an awesome city. Just so many cool little neighborhoods and just so much to explore up there. Easy to get around. Yep, absolutely. Relatively easy. Yeah. For a big yeah, city. It is. Um, and if you are a food food person, there is a ton of amazing places nice. to go to. Um, I mean, from, from a real Chinatown, actually two Chinatowns. Okay. Um, and that's one a great place to go eat, obviously, if in, you're in and around the city. Yeah, man. But, I mean, Queen Street. Just go down Queen Street. Yep. You want a real arts neighborhood? Yep. Go down Queen Street yeah. West. Enjoy it. Um, so Ossington, where the brewery is, is 
real close to Queen Street West. It, okay. It, they intersect. All right. Um, I believe. Do they? Yeah, I think so. Um, and then, you know, the best part is I'm saying I'm saying definitively now that they intersect. I'm gonna look on my on my phone and <laughs> when I map it out in a second, I'm be like, oh, you moron! They don't actually. But anyways, but they're they're super close to each other. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that whole area is again really walkable, really interesting, and it's walkable in the way where you can find really good stuff all around. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, make a day of it. Make a weekend of it. Go visit Toronto. I mean, come on. Yeah, just just don't drink all the Bellwoods because I want all of it. <laughs> don't actually, drink. Actually, it. actually, you know what? Bellwoods is like the like the the crappiest, just the the grungiest, grodiest brew you'll ever go to. They make really bad beer, and I don't think you should drink any of it. <laughs> I've, I've like I've I've like I uploaded a photo gallery because I was really close to writing an article about Bellwoods, and I just kept thinking about it and thinking about. It. I'm just like, I don't want to give up my secret, man. You know what? Yeah. It's it's sometimes pretty hard, and I I love finding those places. Whether it's you know, yeah, I under- mean they've been around for five years, so I mean it's, they just had their fifth anniversary, so it's not like yeah. I'm discovering something new. But I've been a consistent fan of their stuff for the last two years, and yeah. spent an obscene amount of money on the beers. <laughs> and just, yeah, just awesome people and incredible beer, and I can't re- really recommend them high, more. I mean they're just yeah. they're just awesome. You know, it kind of it kind of reminds me of those places that I mean because it's got a little distance. Like it reminds me. I mean, I'm going to make an analogy. Like here in Rochester, is places like Atlas Eats. Okay. That you know, one really good. Not enough people know about it, considering how close it is to the city. I'm like a half mile from there. Oh yeah, yeah that's it's, that's dangerous. Yeah, I love that place. But I, I mean, it's places like that that are. It's. I mean, that's what three hours away, which is essentially nothing. It's an yeah. easy drive. Yeah. Especially if you drive early enough to avoid bridge traffic. Yeah, I mean, it depends what days you're going to. Like, I go on a Sunday or Monday usually and don't right. usually run into issues. Granted, you always run into traffic around, like, Mississauga or whatever, but... Right. Uh, you get yeah. a, go over the Queenston. Lewiston, don't go over the Peace Bridge. I always go over Lewiston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going Peace Bridge is amateur hour. Come on now. Yeah, that's just... That's just... That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the other stuff? I think it's... The other stuff I want to talk to is... Um, Stuff that's not in distribution here right now. Okay. Um, but I know you did a New York recap piece not that long ago. Um, what was it? A few? Was it like a six months recap? ago? Oh, like of my favorite breweries in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been last November. Okay, geez, yeah. it was that long ago. But I mean, I mean, I was on the podcast like a year ago, basically. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So. So I think what what was the ones I've seen a lot about recently was uh, oh, other half. Yeah. Other I, half's been getting a lot of press recently. Yeah, they're. Delightful. I think they make the best IPAs in the Northeast. I'd take them over Treehouse or Trillium, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got a lot of press. Um, out of out of Buffalo, Thin Man's got a lot of talk. Yeah, recently. Thin Man was on like my honorable mention. They were brand new when I wrote that list. And they'd be really, really close to that top ten right now. Um, yeah. But I think I would probably get people mad at me, but I think the quality of Buffalo beer overall is better than Rochester beer. You know, I've. You know, I, I say a lot of the same things about the food scene. I yeah. like a lot of the, especially the higher end stuff they're doing out in Buffalo. And I mean, you've got you've got community beer works, you've got Big Ditch, you've yeah, got, community beer works and Big Ditch were both in my top ten. And, yeah, um, Forty Two North makes some really good beer there in East Aurora. Uh, let's see what else am I thinking of? Twelve Gates and and Williams Williamsville makes some solid beer. Um, Old First Ward, which is in the in South Buffalo. Uh, they're in like this little residential old working class neighborhood. In which Buffalo. is great. I mean, that's and, awesome. Yeah, they're at, housed at Gene McCarthy's, which is an old Irish pub there. And Old First Ward makes some really good beer. Uh, yeah, Buffalo beer is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else been grabbing you recently? Um, 
honestly, I've just been drinking a lot of Bellwoods. Yeah, hey, um, drink what you like. I think yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Bellwoods and a lot of other half. I, I'm very lucky that one of my uh, one of my best friends from high school lives lives down in Manhattan or in in Harlem, and he goes to pretty much all of the other half releases, and he willingly mails me back beer, even though that's not legal. Certainly um, not. Um, yeah, so. yeah. One of my buddies was just down there, and he brought me. Uh, no, was it Finback rye, rye barrel aged stuff? Yum. Which I mean, one I like the fact that they're using rye barrels and not bourbon barrels. Yeah, a little bit of different character because sure. if you don't know, rye is more interesting and better than most bourbons. And now you know. Hey, you can make these statements. <laughs> I don't know anything about spirits. Yeah, all. you know it's it's another thing. Like I've been there's dangerous things. Like I've been getting into wine a little bit recently. Oh boy, and that is really dangerous. Hmm. Because there's way too much to know. Yeah, I in beer there's a ton, to, ton to know. But I think you can pick up on some of the styles and get a general knowledge of a yeah, lot of a little, it. Maybe a little more accessible. Yeah, hmm. it's not maybe not quite as opaque as wine is, but man, the wine industry is crazy complicated. <laughs> and eh, beer, just, is, beer is too. For, it is. But the least distribution and. Evil Big Beer and yeah. Anyways, oh, because that's that's been a big topic in the last year too. Yeah, that's well, going to continue to be a big topic. I mean, there's been a lot of articles written in the last year about. Yeah, I'm gonna have not. One. I'm gonna have one very soon. Hopefully, in the next two weeks. Because I mean, base got a got a. You only watched our interview with Greg Koch, the uh, co-founder of Stone Brewing. Okay. Um, and we talked for 40, 45 minutes just about the state of craft beer, and it was just, you know, you're talking to this craft beer rock star, and he's just. Pounding the table for railing on the evils of big beer, so I'm because I mean he's he's right at that edge. Oh, I mean gosh, he's yeah. been he's been I mean, against 20, that. twenty one years, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to share that story because I mean the crux of the issue. I mean, brief recap. I mean, there's you know there's there's I think a lot of it boils down to um, these big breweries kind of either buying out some of the little guys to, you know, kind of add this craft part to their portfolio. But a lot of it is access to market, you know, through through the antiquated three-tier distribution system that we have, that we have in the U.S. Um, it makes it very, very difficult for small craft breweries to, you know, fight for shelf space, fight for tap space, especially when a lot of these distributors are controlled by, you know, big beer by ABI or by Miller Coors or SB Miller or whatever, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so that's that's kind of the the, the, the major issue. Because now, I mean, a place like a place like InBev can say, hey, they can take over an entire tap line. Yeah. And yeah, through just, if you're not just through their brands, I mean, think about it. They now have Wicked Weeds, so they have all these sours. They have Goose Island, so they have crazy barrel aged stuff. You know, they have Blue Point. They have. What, Devil's Backbone. They have Ten Barrel out in Oregon. They have Elysian up in up in Seattle. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I mean, you and if you're not a crazy beer person, you can look at that list and say, "Oh, look at all these places that I'm getting beer from." Yeah, and it's all owned by one place. Yeah, and all sold at a price that's pushing smaller breweries out. Well, mm-hmm. smaller in the context of maybe Stone, but right, um, but still smaller in that scale. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely an issue that I need to explore more and and do some more research on and hopefully present something 
for readers shortly, but it's it's definitely a, a huge issue. Yeah, and it's been kind of you know, exploding. I, mean, I I choose not to support big beer. You know, I don't. I haven't bought any Goose Island products in the last two years. You know, I don't care about. You know, Bourbon County is wonderful, but I don't support the way they. I don't just don't support. Let's put it this way: Greg Greg Coke called it. He said. For lack of a better term, big beer is cock blocking uh, small beer. Yeah, and and yeah, I think I think I, that's I, a, I giggle and you know I, I was like I can't I can't use that word in print, but probably um, not. Um, <laughs> you know we're a family newspaper, a family, a family website, but um, I just realized I can say it on a podcast. Yes, yes. you can. Cool. Um, I'm really happy I haven't dropped any f bombs. I think you're but, fine. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. But yeah, so he's, he just talked about how big beer is is cock blocking small beer. Yeah, and uh, it's. You know, I can't get in trouble with my editors because that's his. That's a direct quote. I'll, I'll play him the tape if they get mad at me. So yeah, but that's. Uh, I think that's. Yeah. It's a. It's a great analogy. Yeah, it's and apt. it's it's unfortunate. And when when there is stuff that maybe you want to try, but you know what? If you like a big bourbon barrel stout, go try something different. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of options. I mean, there's plenty of local brewers that are doing it. You know, Swiftwater Stoneyard and um, you know Knucklehead's done it, and um, I know. I know Lost Borough's going to do it. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's no shortage of options. No. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a great reminder. Support your locals. Yeah. They'll drive a little bit, too. I mean, try, try different stuff. I mean, we've got I places look, all yeah, around the beer area. beer day trips are the best. Beer yeah. weekends, you know, you can't you've go You've got wrong. Buffalo. You've got Auburn. Yeah, go to Toronto. Yeah, go to Toronto. Just, just don't drink any Bellwoods. No, definitely not. Because they suck. Leave them for Will. Yeah. <laughs> Let him drink the yeah. drink the dregs. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're, I think we're wrapping up, man. Cool. Um, I survived. That was scary. You did survive. Yeah. I'm glad was, to hear it. I was it. very tense the entire time. <laughs> you made me extremely uncomfortable. You looked just, it. Yeah. Well, I hide it very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so why don't you give your plugs? Where, where can people find you? Sure. Uh, hi, my name's Will Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland spelled like the city and you'd be shocked the amount of people who misspell Cleveland. Uh. Um, it's, it's, it's baffling. It's mind blowing. <laughs> but, um, so you can find all of my work at, you know, Democrat and Um, I can be found on Facebook at will Cleveland 13, uh, Instagram at will Cle- or sorry, Facebook and Twitter are both the same will Cleveland 13. And then also on Instagram, you can find me at Cleveland ROC Cleveland rock. Nice. Yeah. And so stay tuned uh, to Mr. Cleveland for beer news in and around our area. Yeah, there's no shortage of that. I've got some fun interviews planned this week, and I'm um, going to write about the new Penfield Brewery that's opening at the end of this month, uh, Witchcraft, over there in Baytown Plaza. Very cool. Um, Plaza. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Baytown Plaza, that's, that's, a, that's a great place to have something new. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. By the same guys who uh, own and operate that 585 Rochester Beverage beer store out in Brockport. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, So, Mr. Cleveland, thanks for coming over. Yeah. I'm glad you survived. I'm going to go eat some hot dogs. Good move.